Hey there, Akash. Hope you're ready to dive into some intriguing stories today. Before that, let's tune into what's happening around the world. First up, Meta Platforms is charting its own course in the realm of virtual and mixed reality, opting out of a partnership with Alphabet to use Google's Android XR platform for its Quest headsets. That's right, Jonathan. It seems Google's proposal didn't align with Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg's vision for dominating augmented reality, virtual reality, and mixed reality technologies. Instead, Meta is eyeing a collaboration with LG Electronics for new VR devices. Meanwhile, Apple just stepped into the ring with its Vision Pro headset. I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker. Welcome to Akash's News, brought to you by PocketPod News. In other news, Elon Musk is taking legal action against OpenAI. He alleges that the organization has strayed from its original nonprofit mission in pursuit of profit after partnering with Microsoft. Absolutely, Jonathan. The lawsuit underscores a shift towards monetization and raises questions about OpenAI's commitment to developing AI technology for humanity's benefit as originally intended by Musk. Finally, we've got a story that sounds straight out of a sci-fi novel. The U.S. spacecraft Odysseus made history with its landing on the moon, despite facing significant challenges. Operated by intuitive machines, this lander managed to send back data and even a farewell image from the moon's surface before falling silent, a remarkable achievement that marks the first successful private business moon landing without crashing. From the digital realms of VR and AI lawsuits to lunar landings, today's news spans across vast frontiers of technology and space exploration. Stay with us, we've got all this covered for you on Akash's news from PocketPod News. This message is brought to you by PocketPod. Say goodbye to one-size-fits-all podcasts and hello to a fully personalized listening experience with AI-crafted podcast made just for you. Head over to PocketPod.app to join the waitlist. The landscape of augmented and virtual reality technology is witnessing a bold move by Meta platforms. Indeed, in a surprising twist, Meta has decided not to partner with Alphabet to use Google's Android XR platform for its Quest headsets. Instead, they're eyeing partnerships with hardware giants like LG Electronics. This decision underscores Meta's ambition to dominate the next computational platform. PocketPod News technology analyst Paige Owens joins us today to dive deeper into what this means for the future of AR, VR, and mixed reality. Paige? Absolutely, Jonathan. Meta's decision to forgo a partnership with Alphabet in favor of exploring other avenues for its Quest headsets is quite significant. It points to a broader strategy under CEO Mark Zuckerberg to not just participate in, but to actively shape and control the future landscape of augmented reality, virtual reality, and mixed reality technologies. The report that came out on March 1st really highlights this strategic pivot. So Meta is looking beyond Alphabet's Android XR platform. Can you talk more about their potential partnership with hardware companies like LG Electronics? That's right. By initiating discussions with LG Electronics, among others, Meta is aiming to broaden its technological base and hardware capabilities for VR devices. This move is particularly interesting because it suggests Meta wants to create a more diversified ecosystem for its products. They're looking at leveraging the expertise of established hardware manufacturers to develop new devices that are based on the software from its Quest headsets. And what does this refusal mean in terms of Meta's overall strategic direction? Well, by turning down Alphabet's proposal to use the Android XR platform, Meta is making a clear statement about its desire for strategic autonomy. 
This decision aligns with Mark Zuckerberg's vision for the company, aiming not just to be a player but a dominant force in AR, VR, and mixed reality platforms. It underscores the importance of having control over their technological development path rather than relying on an external platform like Google's. Interesting point there, Paige. Now, considering Meta's current Quest devices still operate on an open-source version of Android, how do you see this affecting their independence move? It's somewhat paradoxical but very telling about the complex nature of tech innovation today. While Meta seeks independence for future developments, its current reliance on an open-source version of Google's Android OS shows that complete detachment isn't immediate or perhaps even entirely feasible short-term. It highlights a transitional strategy where they're building upon existing technologies while simultaneously looking towards creating more proprietary solutions. With Apple entering the mixed-reality market last month with Vision Pro, how does this position Meta in the competitive landscape? Apple's entry into the market definitely adds another layer of competition, but also possibly validates the market direction that companies like Meta are betting on. With Vision Pro coming into play, it intensifies competition, but also expands the market awareness and consumer interest in mixed-reality products. For Meta, it means navigating not just against traditional tech giants like Google, but also adapting strategies in response to innovations from companies like Apple. Wrapping up our discussion today, what are your final thoughts on Meta's strategy moving forward? Overall, Jonathan, it seems clear that Meta is deeply committed to carving out a significant space for itself within AR, VR, and mixed reality technologies without being tethered too closely to other tech giants' platforms like Google's Android XR. Their discussions with hardware manufacturers signal an ambitious step towards developing a more contained ecosystem that aligns with Zuckerberg's vision for technological independence and leadership. That was PocketPod News technology analyst Paige Owens. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Jonathan. It seems like a clash of titans in the tech world is unfolding. Absolutely. Elon Musk, a name synonymous with innovation and disruption, has filed a lawsuit against OpenAI, an organization he helped found. The issue at hand? A deviation from its original mission. Musk accuses OpenAI of shifting from a nonprofit entity focused on benefiting humanity through AI development to pursuing profits in partnership with Microsoft. This lawsuit is not just about breach of contract. It's about the future direction of AI development. To delve deeper into this groundbreaking lawsuit and its implications for the tech industry and AI governance, we're joined by PocketPod News business correspondent Leah Haynes. Leah, Musk's move is pretty significant. What can we expect from this legal battle? Absolutely, Steve. Elon Musk's lawsuit against OpenAI, its co-founders and affiliated entities, is a pivotal moment, not just for the parties involved, but for the broader tech industry and the field of artificial intelligence. At its core, Musk accuses OpenAI of straying from its founding mission as a nonprofit, dedicated to benefiting humanity through AI development. Instead, Musk claims OpenAI has veered towards a profit-oriented model in partnership with Microsoft. This shift is at the heart of Musk's concerns and forms the basis of his legal action. That sounds quite serious. Can you tell us more about the specifics of the lawsuit? Certainly. The lawsuit was filed in San Francisco and alleges that OpenAI breached their original agreement by transitioning from a nonprofit entity into a for-profit company focused on commercializing AGI, or artificial general intelligence research, in collaboration with Microsoft. This move, according to Musk, essentially privatizes technologies that were developed under the pretense they would be freely available to the public. And what about Musk's own contributions and his reasons for initiating this lawsuit? 
Elon Musk was not only an early backer, but also a co-founder of OpenAI. Between 2016 and September 2020, he donated over $44 million to support its mission. However, Musk alleges he was misled into supporting OpenAI under the premise that it would remain a nonprofit organization focused on open source development in AI. His departure from OpenAI's board in 2018 and subsequent launch of GrokthroughX, formerly Twitter, last year seemed to mark his growing concerns over OpenAI's direction. There's also mention of Microsoft's role in this situation. How are they tied into this lawsuit? The relationship between OpenAI and Microsoft is indeed significant here. After partnering with Microsoft, who invested approximately $13 billion into OpenAI, the lawsuit claims that OpenAI has started primarily serving Microsoft's interests rather than those of the public at large. Evidence cited includes statements by Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella that suggest a close alignment between Microsoft's corporate goals and OpenAI's operations. And what about GPT-4? I've heard it mentioned in connection with these allegations. Yes, GPT-4 is right at the center of these allegations. Musk claims GPT-4 represents AGI or artificial general intelligence and accuses both OpenAI and Microsoft of improperly licensing this technology for private gain, something he argues goes against the nonprofit ethos that originally governed its development. Finally, there are concerns about changes in board composition under Sam Altman's leadership. That's correct. The lawsuit criticizes these changes as moving away from technical expertise or substantial background in AI governance towards individuals who might prioritize profit-centric enterprises or political agendas over AI ethics and governance, highlighting another aspect where Musk sees deviation from original intentions. It seems like there are multiple layers to this story, all pointing towards significant implications for AI governance and ethical considerations in tech development. Absolutely, Steve. This legal battle underscores deep-seated concerns about whether tech enterprises can drift away from their founding principles toward more profit-driven approaches, especially when such shifts may impact societal welfare at large. Thanks for those insights, Leah. Thank you for having me, Steve. In a historic leap for private space exploration, Houston-based Intuitive Machines has successfully landed a spacecraft on the moon. Yes, their lander named Odysseus didn't have the smoothest landing near the lunar south pole, ending up on its side. But despite that and limited solar power, it managed to operate longer than expected before being put into standby mode. To dive deeper into this remarkable mission and what it means for the future of lunar exploration, we're joined by PocketPod News science correspondent Clint Randall. Clint, can Odysseus's survival through the lunar night give us hope for its reactivation? Absolutely, Jonathan. The resilience shown by Odysseus after its unconventional landing is nothing short of remarkable. Despite being tipped over and facing significant challenges in terms of solar power reception and communication capabilities, the fact that it lasted longer than initially expected is a testament to the engineering feats accomplished by intuitive machines. This gives us a solid ground for optimism regarding its potential reactivation after the lunar night, which is known for its extreme conditions. That's fascinating. Can you tell us more about how Odysseus ended up in this situation? Certainly. After touching down near the lunar south pole on February 22nd, Odysseus didn't have the smoothest of landings. It broke a leg upon touchdown and ended up on its side, which was far from ideal for a spacecraft designed to operate upright. And this compromised position limited its ability to capture sunlight for power and made communication with Earth more challenging. Yet, despite these setbacks, it managed to send back data and even transmitted a final photo before being put into standby mode by flight controllers one week after its landing. 
That's quite an achievement. Speaking of achievements, this mission marks Intuitive Machines as the first private company to land on the moon successfully without crashing. How significant is this milestone? It's incredibly significant, Jonathan. By achieving a successful soft landing on the moon, Intuitive Machines has placed itself among an elite group previously only comprised of five countries since the 1960s. This accomplishment not only highlights their technological prowess, but also marks an important moment in space exploration history, where private enterprises are playing increasingly crucial roles alongside traditional space agencies. And I understand NASA played a big part in this mission as well? Yes, that's right. Odysseus carried six experiments for NASA as part of their commercial lunar delivery program, costing $118 million. These missions are crucial stepping stones towards sending astronauts back to the moon in the coming years and highlight NASA's strategy of leveraging private companies to achieve its exploration goals more efficiently and cost-effectively. Despite ending up on its side, Odysseus managed to operate longer than anticipated. What does this tell us about the mission's overall success? It tells us that even when faced with substantial challenges, missions like these can still fulfill some of their objectives and provide valuable data back to Earth. The resilience demonstrated by Odysseus underlines the importance of designing spacecraft that can withstand not just ideal conditions, but also unexpected adversities. Lastly, Clint, can you comment on what this mission means in terms of historical significance and future expectations for lunar exploration? Um, with Apollo 17 astronauts last touching down on the moon in 1972, Odysseus represents a renewed U.S. presence on our nearest celestial neighbor through private enterprise, a monumental step forward. This mission underscores both historical significance and future potential in lunar exploration, with expectations set high for more robust activities, including astronaut landings in upcoming years. That was Pocket Pod News science correspondent Clint Randall. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Jonathan. And that's Akash's News for Saturday, March 2nd, 2024. I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker. Thank you for listening, Akash. We hope you have a good day, and we will see you tomorrow. This podcast was created by PocketPod entirely with AI. If you'd like to learn more, head over to pocketpod.app.